Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh, I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Ready to get my hands dirty on this podcast? I feel like, you know, we had kind of a week to see whatever was happening happen. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Now, now we've got to get ready for game week 22. I'm looking at my FPL squad right now. I've got eight flags of varying mm-hmm. darkness of color. Yep. Yep. Uh, and two two playing double game weekers, it seems. So we've got a lot to talk about with what, what I want to do with my team, what you're going to do with your team, and what everybody out there listening should be thinking about for their team. That's right. And, you know, I think there's like an elephant in the room here as well, which is that there's something about the last seven days. Like, so this is not, you know, we've done the December ranty. This is frustrating. I'm going crazy pods. Mm-hmm. That's, that's behind us. Meat like that's, and, behind. that's meat and drink for us, Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that is, that is, that is, that is in the past. We've, 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 you know, consumed that meal, uh, this, but, but, you know, there's something about the last like week and a half or so, like, like since the new year, basically that is like broken. Some, some of our like yeah. most like solid friends in the fantasy community, yeah. like people who are just very, um, like hardcore like rolling with it you know mm-hmm. um see every you know moment as an as, a, as an opportunity and I, I i think it was weirdly enough the cancellation of the everton lester match this week <laughs> right, that just yeah. like some people were like okay that's you know and i mean for me <laughs> i mean I, I i took a minus four kind of at the last minute i was debating not taking any points at all i took a minus four to bring in sun and Sufal. Right. Uh, this would have been my, ahead yeah. of game week 21. Ahead yeah. of game week 21, right. So yep. then Sun gets an injury, don't have him for the doubles, and Sufal has COVID, right? So there's just a lot of that going around. Uh, COVID and bad transfers, right? Yeah. <laughs> They've gone mm-hmm. hand in hand. So, uh, you know, it, it's I mean, there. Sufal starts with a yeah. seed, as does COVID. I'm not trying to draw any parallels here, but just saying, think but about it. But there's one, there's a logical one. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, I should have seen that one coming, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are a couple comments, uh, just because I want, I want to put a spin on this, right? And I, I know I've said this before, but if you're listening to this podcast still like if you've given up you're just not listening right uh, yeah. so if you're listening you you're looking for the always cheating podcast to try to make fan you might be looking listening for strategy you know maybe we'll yeah, maybe we'll do that sure. maybe we'll maybe we'll yeah. pull that off i don't know who knows but you know making fantasy fun again is definitely mm-hmm. at the heart of what we do it's what the experience of actually playing fpl and bv had a comment on our slack he said i'm about as cynical as they come but i'm mm-hmm. still enjoying this season and i consider pretty much every match a treat does this explain why I still stink or maybe there are a few others with me? And Brandon, this is really uh, something I have been surprised to find, which is that even there, there, there you know, I think it was Boxing Day when he only had five matches or maybe it was the weekend before, you know, but I think it was the weekend before. Um, yeah. And 
there, uh, the COVID, you know, when, when, when the season ended with COVID and even when, th- when fans came back and there was before fans came back and there were just matches, you know, mm-hmm. nobody in the stands, that was not the premier league to me. That was not the experience. I didn't, you know, last year when there were no fans, I just couldn't enjoy it as much because it didn't feel like kind of a, you didn't have that kind of specialness, the connection. It didn't feel real. You know, it felt sure. like an exhibition in some ways. So yeah. Even though, and so I guess like I somebody was fang, playing a game of championship manager or something like that, and it had no, yeah. it it wasn't happening in IRL. Yeah, exactly. It was like it was the game. The I, I've said this before too, but you know, I'm just gonna keep repeating. This is like Josh's greatest hits right here, but I'm just I love it. Yeah, them all We're together here for in one paragraph yeah. here. But you know, uh, FPL worked last year. The game really didn't for me this year. Yeah. The game still works. FPL kind of doesn't. Yeah. And um, but but to to BB's point, I feel exactly the same way, which is that I have this like you know it's like a, it's like we came out of the Great Depression or something like that. And I'll always appreciate <laughs> like having bread on the table. Or, yeah. You know, it's like every time there's a match on, I'm still having fun. You know, there's still fans that I'm mm-hmm. still enjoying myself. I can separate the two, and so that's why as frustrated as I get, I know I'm not going to quit FPL because I'm not going to quit watching matches because I yeah. love it. And if I'm not going to quit watching matches, I might as well just keep playing even mm-hmm. if I keep getting super frustrated because what else am I going to do? Like just watch it, yeah. let my poor team just <laughs> wither. I can't do that. I don't like constitutionally. I can't do that. You know? I know what you mean because last season there was something disconnected as you were saying, and this season as frustrating as it is to see players get positive diagnoses and matches get canceled. There's something very relatable about that because this is what's happening in our own lives, just coming out of the holidays too. Like uh, a lot of us had holiday plans canceled, you know, just as Everton Lester got canceled. So did Christmas with mom. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) So that's true. Like literally in your case. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. And that, that did happen to me. So it feel it's, it's almost like we're in, we're in it with the premier league teams and the players and the, and the, the club staffs as this goes, which makes it, um, just, just more relatable and more to BV BV's point about, is it fun then to play FPL? Do you, did you ever play Tetris, Josh? Did you ever go through a Tetris phase? Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. I did. And my mom did weirdly mm-hmm. when I, cause I got Tetris in the late eighties or something like that. And I whenever the I, game boy came through your household, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but my mom was like a, she loved Tetris even more than I did. She liked Dr. Mario too. So like, I think a lot of us like veteran FPL managers will think of Tetris in this sense of yes, like the game starts and I'm slotting all of my pieces into their places and I've got a strategy where we are right now with FPL is the end, the end moment of that Tetris where everything's going too fast. The puzzle is too high. You're about to die, but you're still playing. And I feel, I feel like, um, that's, that's how I'm approaching FPL is the, the puzzle pieces are moving too fast. It feels like I'm gonna, I'm gonna end at some point, but I'm still moving these pieces around as hopefully as I can, because that's just what you have to do as a person who has chosen to play this game, right? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I mean because what is the alternative is is just to. I mean, like, there's no way to like half do it, right? You can't like yeah. set your team and not. I mean, it's like at that point you just might as well. I mean, I guess like it, it is slightly complicated because you've got these like. Uh, you know, the uh, hall of fames and things like that. Right. Which some people, you know, which I, I still don't, I, I wouldn't say that I'm hugely 
interested in as like a, as a thing. I mean, I'm sure if you're in the top, you know, 50 in the world or whatever, that's a, that's a big thing, but otherwise Fabio it's like, Borges, okay, we see you, buddy. Yeah, you're exactly. But otherwise, if you're 2,843rd in that ranking, it's like, ah, eh, like you could probably have a 600 case season. Sure. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of, it's just, a, it's just a weird one. I mean, uh, uh, Lee from FPL Family said, are we fundamentally playing a different FPL game this year? I'm for sure being far more reactive, playing the week in front of me and making mm-hmm. transfers as late as possible. And I answered, I remember the last time I looked at a price change website. <laughs> yeah, right. That is, it is different for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, I definitely feel that Lee. Um, and I, I, it, the, the events happening around FPL have changed how I play. And I think the challenge for FPL managers now is not necessarily can you adapt to the way you play. I think it's what we're talking about, Josh, is can FPL managers just mentally um, hang in there? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Because I feel like the changes to how we should be playing the FPL game are probably smaller than we think it's really just the mental leap that we have to make because the game feels so unstructured at the moment and it's not going to last it really isn't i I really think that i mean for one thing like just so many players have already had this right uh and i I really do think i mean in new york you know we finally we looks like we finally seen our peak right and i think that london you know has as well though i haven't been tracking that as closely and you know it's sort of like we're coming down you know we saw this in south africa right like we you know they had the massive spike and then it dropped because it's just everyone who's like able to or you know who's in the the zone of being able to get it right i mean i've said this before Mm -hmm. it's like if you just lay in bed and think deeply about omicron you'll get omicron like that's how contagious (laughs) it is you know right and so it's like but that means like it is gonna like just you know, it's, it's causing all kinds of chaos right now. And I'm, well, I'm well, doing that way to think about 22, but, but it's not going to last, right? By the time February rolls around, we should be back to something approaching normal. And simply look at the, uh, the FA cup. We just had a huge slate of FA cup fixtures in the third round this weekend. And yeah. I think virtually all of them went off. Uh, some, some players couldn't participate in Trent Alexander Arnold is certainly one that sticks in my mind, right. but, uh, you know, it was, it was reassuring to see so many FA cup matches being played and not having to be postponed. That does give me hope that, yeah, I agree. We, we will hopefully be coming out of the worst of all the, the COVID cancellations. Yeah. And, uh, apparently he might be okay. I mean, I don't want to get too much into the, the game week 22 player talk yet, but there's yeah. talk that he got it shortly. Like, like he's kind of coming out the other side now, like the, cause yeah. the rules are changing with the, I, anyway, I don't want to get too much into the COVID talk, but I, I did want to just like talk about that because, you know, I, I didn't want to spend the whole pod doing like kind of, we're going to be okay type talk. Right. Because yeah. that's just, um, I mean, there's like a place for that, but it's also like we got a double game week ahead of us, you know, and I don't want to get too bogged down. And uh, but we just got so many questions about like, what the heck are we doing right now? But I felt like I had to at least <laughs> drop it at the top of the pod before hey, we listen, got into there the is, strategy stuff. There is always a scene in the war movie where there's the guy where both of his legs are blown off and the guy holding the guy's hand is like, you're going to be OK. We're going <laughs> to. Yeah. I'm, listener, you are not in that situation. I'm telling you, you're actually going to be OK. Your legs are intact. Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, you know, as as frustrating as it's been, I mean, I can't believe I took a minus eight on a injured and COVID player. Uh, but you know, even then, I'm still not. I like I I could get on a green arrow this week, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. let's, let's let's try to keep perspective here. Yep. A little bit, you know, it's like it's not going according to plan, but it's probably not going as badly sure. as 
Is it good? Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, so um, a couple more opening thoughts here, Brandon. Uh, were you feeling the magic of the FA Cup this weekend? I suppose a little bit. I tuned in for Fulham Bristol City and Fulham mm-hmm. eked out a one nil victory yeah, with did. a like 117 you know, minute or something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And extra time, Harry Wilson with a sh- a shass, you know, or a cross mm-hmm. that a cross shot, whatever. Yeah, uh, you yeah. love to see it, um, mm-hmm. and it's always fun. You see the early matchups with interleague teams and you know, two championship clubs going at it. Um, as opposed to Man City just hacking away at uh, poor old Swindon Town. Much love to Michelle and the other Swindon fans who we know. Um, so yeah, I, I think I was. I think I was more attuned to the magic of the cup, just given how precious, as as BV and Lee say, precious actual football is to us right now. Yeah, I watched. I kind of watched some stuff on and off, a little of the Arsenal match, the, the Arsenal loss uh, today. Um, just, just sort of kicking around. It's kind of nice the way ESPN covers it here in the United States. I mean, you can watch like literally every single match, which is kind of insane. So, um, it was, it was fun the last couple of days just to have matches on all the time in case you wanted to kind of dip your, yeah. dip your toe in. Yeah. But it was, it was almost too much. I find the, the opening weekend, the, the round three matches to be almost overwhelming in terms of just how many are on at the same yeah. time. And, and, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I mean, the, the weird Imagine place, if they did, um, uh, goal zone for when there were like 15 yeah. matches simultaneously that would be epic just that like would be cutting, kind of like doing doing a whip around it'd be kind of like nfl red zone right then you yeah. just be like do it'd be all key plays yeah. um yeah i think that um i mean the other interesting thing was was lester fielding a team i believe they won their match and then the immediately the next day they petitioned uh the premier league to have their midweek match postponed uh because of injuries afcon and presumably a COVID case or two. I'm not even sure yeah. if that matters at this point. Yeah. Like they, they stomped Watford four one. There's right. one word for right. what Lester are up to here, Josh, and that's cheeky shenanigans. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know. And I wonder if they're just going to keep postponing them until March. I don't even like until Vardy's back from injury and all the players are back from AFCON. I don't really know. It's kind of a weird, um, I mean, it's kind of did the premier league just like made up the rules as they went along. And so it's, I, I can't mm-hmm. blame these clubs for, for, you know, um, trying to take advantage of our opportunity. I mean, you know, if you're in a team in poor form and you've got some injured players, like I try to claim a COVID exemption too, right? Like find some guy yeah. in the back room who's got COVID and you know, yeah, one, and whole... one, one COVID player and nine others injured. And that's, that's probably enough. Something know? kind of related, but different was the situation with Watford and Emmanuel Dennis. And will he go play for Nigeria and AFCON or not? And I think the, the takeaway from what you're saying, Josh, and, and the Emmanuel Dennis thing is the stakes are just so high for these clubs who are on the bubble of how, how much money are they going to make slash yeah. how much money are they going to lose this season? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, I mean, I wondered about that actually. I was thinking about the money thing earlier because I wonder if in a, in a different time we're going down, did wasn't quite so catastrophic. Right. I mean, it was never good. Like it was never like you like were okay with it, but mm-hmm. now it feels like it's like, it costs you like hundreds of millions of dollars. Like the amount of money yeah. it costs you to go down is like the money you could use to like buy a you know, I don't even know, like an MLS team in the United yeah. States or something. You know? And there are, of course, the parachute payments, which help soften that blow, if not like make the blow imperceptible for clubs like Norwich and Fulham. But uh, you know, the competition is getting harder and harder in the championship as more people with money start investing. So going down to the championship, there's even with the parachute payments, there's virtually no guarantee that you're going to remain financially sound. No, no, it's, 
I mean, if you stay up, there's no guarantee, right? I mean, well, <laughs> it's you know, true. Yeah. Newcastle yeah. until they get sold to to Saudi Arabia to a nation state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. So that yeah, I, I so I didn't watch too much of it. I kind of I kind of took this weekend off a little bit. I went sledding, Brandon. So that was nice. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, Snowfall. There was a Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great Bond movie. Just turned into a, another <laughs> Skyfall, not Snowfall. I was trying to think of like, what do, what is it that is also called Snowfall? It's either a Doves song or a Bond film. Anyway, yeah, everybody loves uh, the first snowy, slutty snow day yeah. uh, where you get to skip school in January. Oh, it's great. And, uh, so that way it was like a Rockwell painting, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it was very fun. Um, but yeah, the other fun thing was, uh, the sports betting opened up in, uh, New York city. And, uh, I, I had a lot of fun with that. It's mobile sports betting. I should say it's a, you know, it's a big, very common thing in, in the UK and I'm sure other, other states, uh, in, in the union for that matter, Brandon. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was my first experience with it in New York state. And, um, as a you still former, on the Betsy Ross flag, you, you count yeah, 13 still on states? episode 13. Yeah, just uh-huh. the, the original mm-hmm. colonies are really gotcha. all going with okay. still Delaware, yep. you know, and others. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I, I, someone who used to love small stakes online poker, which I did for a long time. It was, it brought back some of that, the fun of that, you know, yeah. just little, I, you know, like little micro, it's kind of like fantasy really just these little, you know, like little stakes. I don't need to be betting $500, but it's, yeah. it's fun to have five bucks. And something. so I'm going to, yeah. I think I'm going to start on our, this is like a, I'll segue into a little Patreon thing here, Brandon. Go on. Um, the, uh, I'm going to start a little, uh, betting channel on our Patreon Slack. So if anyone, anyone it exists. Uh, Oh, does it? Oh, well, there you go. I'm going to join it then. Uh, so, but if anyone out there, Patreon or otherwise, has any uh, betting advice, and yeah, yeah, if the advice is don't do it at all, then I don't need to hear that because I'm, I'm sure you're right, but I'm I'm enjoying it for now, okay? Yeah. Uh, when I lose my shirt, I'll come back here and, and apologize. Uh, but I'm not we've got, we've got free shirts at the Always Cheating uh, Patreon, Josh. So uh, maybe yeah, exactly. that, maybe you just become a patron of your own podcast. So yeah, here's exactly. here's your opportunity to do the pitch. You know, I'm enjoying betting $3 on certain outcomes. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, just a little juice, right, Brian? It's like you and I used to... Do totally. Back in the day. I was at your apartment and we had nothing going on back in our single days and we popped on, you know, ESPN 25 and yeah. there was a there was a Dutch league match happening. It was actually our very first time seeing Graciano Pele That's right. in action. Yeah. We had no knowledge of these teams playing or anything and we just started making non-monetary bets as to in which minute was a goal going to be scored. Can we put so, a dollar on it or something? I think we had like a little, you know. You always think. You always think. We'll at the see. time, we, you know, we were both in book publishing. A dollar was a lot of money. That was like a month's salary, yeah. you know. So that's, I expect <laughs> to get an invoice on your deathbed. I'm, I'm sure that's going <laughs> to exactly. happen. But yeah, 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 it's always fun to have a little juice. All right, so we'll get into the uh, actual F- uh, fantasy talk now. But I did want to note, uh, there, uh, even though Everton Leicester has been postponed, um, Southampton, Brentford, and West Ham, Norwich go on. So, um, and you at least, it sounds like Livermento is just not going to play, which is, you know, he might have to have surgery. uh, And so he's just kind of done, it sounds like. Uh, But uh, you at least have um, somebody in that. You got Broha in that match, which that could be fun. And then then West Ham, Norwich, um, let's see. I mean, Moyes gave me a little glimmer of hope that Sufal might be ready to play on Wednesday. Uh, Mm -hmm. So... Uh, that would be awesome. But I, I at least have Antonio uh, over Bowen as like my little differential captain yeah. pick. So, and Bowen, who played the full 90 in the yeah. FA Cup, uh, which, I mean. A lot I, of minutes for him. Yeah. Antonio did too, but he did get subbed with like a minute to go. So, you know, he's, he's a minute fresher. Every minute counts, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, so that's that. That's still to come later this week. We're going to do our Patreon podcast on Wednesday this week. Uh, give everybody a one extra day um, to plan for for game week twenty two. Any last minute. Um, bits of information that come through or, or injuries or who knows mm-hmm. what, you know, right now it's every, you know, right now we should, we should be doing podcasts like every six hours really to be up on the latest <laughs> um, news. Yeah. 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 Um, at, at Patreon, if you want to say thanks, support the cheaters and talk $3 bets, uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. You can join our Slack, get an extra podcast each week. We do our manager of the month award. Have you heard back Brennan from the December manager yet? Oh the yeah. Charlie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie is, he's in, he, he won, he's right. getting his t-shirts and, and uh, that is that is well earned, Charlie, for our, joining our dean's list. All right, the week in the review newsletter, which we sometimes glide past, but really is a fun thing. You get to kind mm-hmm. of see where you rank, and um, it's it's a fun thing. And so, uh, shout outs to uh, Martin Weisskos, Joel, and Dimitri Slavin. Uh, Dimitri Slavin being a returning patron. That's right, Brandon. You can be a patron, leave, and then just come right back. Why not? Why not take a little break and come back? <laughs> it's great to have you back, Dimitri. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's take a break now and we'll get back. And we'll talk about Game Week 22. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brian, we're back. Game week 22 kicks off on Friday. That's an important mm. note. Friday mm. kickoff. Uh, <laughs> off, oft forgotten. Like you, even people who think that they are just like locked in, mm-hmm. they would never forget. It happens. Okay. Yeah. Like you pulled into a meeting or whatever and suddenly it's like, oh, now you're out, out to dinner or whatever, right? It's eight o'clock on Friday night. So just take uh, a nap. 
Yeah. Brighton Palace. That's kind of a fun, I don't really care what happens kind of match, right? That's yeah. a great, um, great. Although, you know, we're in the, uh, we're in the doubles. So let's, let's get into the doubles. Uh, who is playing one of those teams is Brighton, but I'll go alphabetical here. Hmm. Brentford have a tricky double. They play Liverpool away in Man United at home. Um, you and I on our Patreon pod this week ranked all of these. I guess we don't have to do that now, but I'll just, I'm just going to give a little commentary. Set the table. Go set the table, set the table here. Yeah. So Brentford, Liverpool away, Man United at home. Um, Brent, uh, Brighton play Palace at home and Chelsea at home. So yeah. two mm-hmm. home matches, maybe, yeah. maybe your boy Mape, you know, I think how about. many plastic flags are they going to be given away at the Amex, uh, in the coming oh. week? Is, oh, I know. I yeah, still got but, mine. I can see it right now. It's on my, it's on my, <laughs> Uh, room here. Uh, Burnley play Leicester at home, Watford at home. It's one of the better doubles, although uh-huh. it requires you to have a Burnley player. It requires Leicester to play as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It requires <laughs> Leicester to play too. I know that, that does make things tricky. Uh, Chelsea have Man City away, Brighton away. Uh, but it is Chelsea, although they've been in not so hot form. Yeah. Leicester play Burnley away and Spurs at home. And as we discussed, we don't really know if we don't know how long Leicester are going to try to keep this going, you know, like, yeah. uh, it's kind of fascinating, right? If they got the one match, like <laughs> what, nothing's going to change right by this weekend. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like what's going to happen there. Yeah. I guess the fact that DACA could not report for international AFCON duty because of his injury well, would but suggest he's not he, even, but he's like, his country's like on standby. It's like, they're not even like in AFCON. Okay. It's, yeah, it's like a weird thing. My 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 point is he yeah. could come, he could come Daka could come back to life for Leicester within yeah. the Afcon window. That's that's hopeful, that's optimistic uh at yeah. least for fantasy managers. But I like what I like here is and you're going to get to Spurs in a moment that that Leicester's second fixture is Spurs. So if Spurs can hang on long enough to postpone various matches at yeah. least Spurs is the farthest one out. We have hopes that's, that that's probably the most likely one that Leicester will play because Spurs good, are the assets we want. Right. That's a good point. And that makes me really delighted that I took that minus four to bring in Sun. You know, <laughs> wonderful stuff. I was yeah. now going to miss that both matches in the double. Uh, although we don't, it's a classic Sun. Sun is the master of the injury where he could be gone for a week or yeah. six months, like totally mm-hmm. unclear. Yeah. You know, he almost always seems to beat the injury projection. So I, I mean, I don't think he's going to be back for these doubles, but I think that we could see him, um, never tell Sun the odds, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. So we'll, we'll see what happens with, with, uh, Hungman Sun. Um, then we have, um, Man United, Villa away, Brentford away, uh, Tricky time, though, for Man United, don't you think? This is like a weird, yeah, yeah. It is a tricky time, and I think this is kind of where I was getting um, to at the end of last week is Manchester United are in an insane place as a club right now, but they still remain a club where any, despite all of that, they could be a club that shows up and has a turgid 1-0 loss to Wolves or -hmm. just completely spanks Aston Villa 4-1. And I'm not gonna spank I, Aston Villa. I, I mean, I mean, I would, I wouldn't. I, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised, but yeah. I, I believe there is a reality in which that could be true. So yeah. I, I think Manchester United. I am entertaining the idea of United players for this double. I think they I, are probably top three teams in this list of teams you're running through right now. 
I agree. And we'll talk about free hits versus wild card versus yeah. just regular transfers um, in a second. Um, bench boost used to be an option. I think that's probably off the table now just because of all the all various COVID issues and some injuries. Um, but I think, um, yeah, let's, let's, we'll, let's hold off on, on uh, Man United for now because they don't play until tomorrow in that FA Cup match. And so we'll be, I'm, I'm curious to see um, how they look. I mean, yeah, I mean, I th- I, you know, if Villa spank in your words, Aston Villa, uh, you know, six nil. Okay. Then fine. I'll, I'll reconsider things. Like, you know, okay. that, uh, yeah. McGuire's got his chest injury, Brandon. So he's out, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, the chest is a, <laughs> should have worn that breastplate, Harry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there was a question from, uh, uh, FPL chancer, Dan, he was asking how excited we are about what's happening at Villa right now. And, uh, you know, cause they, they have the Coutinho is coming and yeah. apparently Lucas Dean is coming as well, which is interesting. If Lucas Dean goes to Aston Villa, though, the Everton fans should just, I mean, Rafa Benitez, you need to go into hiding my man, because <laughs> what are you even doing? That's true. They're, they're, that's like a great buy low, right? They're, I think it's like a 20 million or something like that. Yeah. That's like a great price for Dean. Like. I don't know. Like, I mean, the guy can score, he can cross. He's an okay defender. Feels like there's a spot for him in the Premier League. Totally sympathetic to anybody who comes into a, a management situation, you know, whether it's football management or just like human like management. Human management. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you just got to whip people into shape. And I don't know enough about the situation to know if maybe Lucas Dean is, is a total brat. But yeah. I feel like, given what's going on at Everton right now, Brat or not, Rafa is he has no players who are who are doing a job. And to let Lucas Dean go to a competitor like right at where you are in the table is insane. And yeah. uh if Dean goes to Villa, he's gonna have a point to prove, I would suggest. And Target, I, I really loved Matt Target last season. I thought he had a fantastic season for Villa, but he has proved defensively a liability for Villa this season. It's just like in the span of a year, he's just like really lost a step. I think Dean would add a lot. Like just imagine just like the sex appeal with cash on the right and Dean on the left. Outrageous stuff. You would have a nice haircut. You're right though, but cash and Dean, you'd have a nice haircut clash, right? Mm -hmm. Because you'd have cash with the kind of, a moppy sort of grealishy mm-hmm. hair and then or used to anyway i don't know if it's i think it's maybe shorter now than it used to be and then you got dean with that kind of high and tight but kind of hipster style you know yeah. like it's not military it's just, it's just all yeah. very exciting at villa right now i have to agree yeah i'll give it a seven honest i don't know but, um, but <laughs> brennan did my scale it. my scale was one to seven so that's right at the top my <laughs> so <friend. laughs> so coutinho uh coutinho though i think is well, we're, uh, have we gotten to player talk yet? We haven't made it through our list. We haven't We've even gotten, named all the teams that have double game weeks. Go so on, go on. Really, so we, yeah. we, we're, yeah. we, we got Manchester United. Where are we with them? Aston Villa away, Brentford away. We've got two yeah. more teams with doubles. Go on, Josh. Spur, Spurs play Arsenal at home, Leicester away, and then Watford play Newcastle away and Burnley away. So looking at these eight teams, before we get into the players here, uh, yep. actually the next question is how, how should we manage this? But, um, you know, which team of these eight has the best double game week, would you say? I feel like it's Watford, even though it's two away matches there against the two worst teams. And say what you will about Watford being among that that rabble. It's yeah. Newcastle and Burnley. These and, and the the appeal there is just shrewd fantasy logic. These these are where attacking points can be found. Watford have yeah. not kept a clean sheet 
<laughs> since beyond this Premier League season. Yeah. Um, but they they can score goals. So we're looking at Emmanuel Dennis and we're looking at Josh King. And these are borderline, I won't say captaincy options, Josh. I'll say borderline vice captaincy options there at Watford in the front line. Yeah. I think Josh King in particular, you know, Dennis has apparently some minor little injury, although he's supposed to be okay by the time the Premier League comes back. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that King like pretty solid and yeah, again, like I, I, it seems, yeah, I agree that they, they might be the best just because like, you're not going to bring in a Watford defender. Right. So it's fine. You're going to yeah. bring in one or two of their forwards and that would be it. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, Man United could be okay. Although I, I fear for them in that Brentford away match, cause that'll be a midweek night match. And I just would not want to play Brentford in a night match, right? It's just like yeah, that's a, at their at their Lego yeah, Stadium where they yeah. actually play play decently at home. Yep, exactly, absolutely. So um, I wonder about you know Leicester if they play those matches. I think their their double looks okay. Um, I mean you, Burnley's you, looks. You, you've yeah. glossed over Spurs here, Josh, and I and I yeah. feel like, I feel like Spurs are probably my second highest rated, and obviously the Sun news is. Um, devastating to managers because so many of us already have sun in our teams. What do we do? Yeah. But it is probably the f- most fun team if you're thinking of doing something extravagant in game week 22, like playing a free hit chip or wild carding or just you've got to get rid of Sun to bring somebody else in. Suddenly Lucas Mora, who was a player where you're like, does he start, does he not? becomes a player who probably starts both matches and is very affordable. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's, he's pretty, he's pretty all action. So, and, and Harry Kane is, you know, if he, if he didn't get the memo that he needs to pick up the slack a yeah. couple of months ago, he's definitely getting that memo again here. So Spurs I, in the North London yeah. Derby in front of their home fans and then Lester who are decimated, this looks good for them. That, that, that's all fair. I mean, I don't know what, what's giving me pause here. I guess it's just, mm-hmm. I watched the, uh, the Spurs Watford match and, um, it just felt like there was like a kind of same old Spurs to it. You know, yeah. they just couldn't, sure. they just like, once again, they lack like a creative midfielder, you know, and it just feels like it's like, you know, if they can't pick up a counterattacking goal, I mean, the, the one goal they scored was just right. a, Sun basically won that goal for him, right? It was just like he made a move and won a free kick. You know, it wasn't like it came like through open play, you know? Yeah. Just, so, it, you know, so I guess that's the only thing that throws me up a little bit. It's, it's one of the things that actually makes me a little wary of a free hit. It's just, all right, like if I free hit, I've got to bring in Kane. Like it'd be impossible mm-hmm. not to. But Kane without, I mean, I, the Kane will be fine without Sun, but uh, score, you know, scored, uh, was it today or yesterday in the FA Cup as well? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just don't think, um, I don't know that I trust the whole team. Although, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, if I if I was free hitting, which I might still do, we're going to get to the free hits talk in a second. I think Kane, Mora, and Reggion; those would be like three, like mm-hmm. three of the first three I'd have in my squad. Yep, agreed, definitely. Yeah. So Spurs and and so, but Manchester United, where you were trying to rate this this um, tricky double of Villa and Brentford, is yeah. Uh, yeah, who, I mean, who are the players that stand out there? Yeah, and we'll and we'll talk more about players in, in a second, like 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 more like like proper like player talk. But um, it's hard to say because uh, again, I mean the 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 Mania. It's very similar to the Spurs Watford game. That Man United Wolves game was diabolical, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was um, Watford should have won like three 0 Like it was not. There was really we never. I mean, they, they felt like Watford, 
or wolves, excuse me. All right. Yeah. Well, wolves should have won. Maybe what anyone could have, could have won that day. Brian. <laughs> we all it was not a great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, main United supporters will say as much themselves, right. It was not yeah. a, it was not a, a great performance. And, and, you know, I've maybe somewhat, somewhat unsurprisingly, now you're seeing all this locker room talk come out and there's talk that, you know, Ronaldo very predictably is, uh, you know, getting to kind of bust ups with his teammates and things like that. And it's just, it's just not a fun situation. I couldn't you know, help but notice in the Manchester United Instagram today, there were lots of, um, now everyone on the training pitch, uh, hog here. And there are lots mm -hmm. of friends pictures on the okay. United Instagram. And it was all the Portuguese. It was Dallo and, and Ronaldo. And I can't remember who the third guy was with them. It wasn't mm -hmm. Bruno though. Uh, so, so it seems to be that that narrative is trying to be squashed by the club itself. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's, let's get to player talk in a moment. I think yep. this question from El Fatboy is interesting, though, because we're a little less than a week away from the Friday deadline. El Fatboy says, is doing anything before Friday nuts? So we've talked a lot about the constant shifting sands of the Premier League and FBL. We're yep. going to talk a lot, a lot about moves that we're, mm -hmm. we're thinking of making, Josh. Are we going to do anything before Friday morning? I mean, for us here in yep. the States, or I guess it's like, most people who are within a five hour uh, window of Greenwich Mean Time, a Friday deadline is helpful because it's it, it you know it's it's not early in the morning for us, et cetera. Yep. Um, yep. But would you do anything before Friday? No, uh, absolutely not. And I've just made that mistake too many times. I mean. <laughs> just like Friday, Friday is a press conference day. Right. And, and like, I mean, of course, like on the one hand, like this is like an obvious thing, but we're really like, just don't, it's like, it's like Lee was saying at the top of the pod, right? Like, just don't look at, I'm not, I'm not really following price changes right now. I like, I made that mistake a few weeks ago where I brought in Ellie Watkins, um, ahead of the, uh, price change, mm -hmm. uh, because I just wanted to save, I brought in uh, Watkins and Foden, uh, I don't even know what, what this is like game week 17 or something like that. And, uh, you know, I did it before the price change. I woke up the next morning and that match got postponed. Right. So I'm going to definitely wait until cool. It, yeah, exactly. I'm at zero, zero, zero and zero. I've, I've had literally not one single point yet from walking the four game weeks mm -hmm. I've had on my team. Um, so yeah, he hasn't even like played a minute. It's crazy. Anyway, anyway, beside the point. Um, yeah. So I think just, just wait until the last minute it, it's nerve wracking, but it's worth it. I would my I agree with you, Josh. But I think my recommendation is take the next few days um, or take Thursday to come up with a plan. Imagine like mm -hmm. your Pep Guardiola coming up with a, a tactical plan. Maybe Pep yeah. in the Champions League is not the best example, but imagine your Thomas Tuchel coming up with a tactical plan. You've got a few different options. Make sure you've thought through a few different options before you get to crunch time for that deadline. So you're not just scrambling to figure out what you, you've already thought about what you're going to do. And then, yeah. you know, 30 minutes before that deadline, an hour or two, you know, some people have super busy schedules. You can just enact one of those plans that best makes sense for where we are at that point. Yeah. I did that the last time I free hit, I had a couple, I had a bunch of different screenshots um, that I had taken of different matches depending on how everything was yeah. going to shake out. And, um, it was, it was really useful at the end. And I, I, I did, 
it was it was stressful in that moment, you know, like the thirty minutes before. Uh, but uh, I I did you know it, it worked out. I mean, the the free team I put together actually really did work out well, and it was mostly assembled the night before. Um, so I think I think you're right that you can don't make any moves, but you can at least get your team set up there. So that's just good good strategy, good thing to remember. Um, Jack has says if a double game week has no good teams or good players actually having a double game week, is it even a double game week? I mean, technically, I guess it is, but I mean, this is, this is the trope season after season is how single game weekers are overlooked in favor of, you know, the enticing, the alluring double game week players. Uh, How many of us have had Ross Barkley because he's got an upcoming double (laughs) and then, and then, uh, I don't know. uh, Damari Gray this week, right? mm -hmm. Like, you know, terrible luck there, but yeah. Double game weeks can blind people to the best options in front of them. Uh, I I think the where I'm struggling with Jack's question here is I don't even really comprehend that there's a double game week happening at all because in my team, I'm going to struggle mightily to field a full 11 regardless of whether they're a double game week or not. Yeah. So when I, when I'm looking at my squad and my strategy for strategy for game week 22, I'm just trying to stay alive. I'm just trying to feel yeah. the team. Let's and take a look th- at Yeah. I'm, you, you, you shared your, a screenshot with me here. And, I, and unfortunately this is not a video. Well, fortunately for us, I don't, I don't want to do a video <laughs> podcast, but fortunately we're not on video right now, but uh, yeah, I'm looking at your team. You've got Mendy out Trent. We'll see leave Romento probably out Sal out son out Watkins out. Actually, Watkins should be okay. I think you're going to be okay in that. Uh, Foster out. Not that that really yeah. matters. And then James out. So you got the Brownhill double, Josh Brownhill, and you got and you got Josh King. Get the Joshes. You got two Joshes for <laughs> going for you. <laughs> so when uh-huh. I was looking at it earlier, I was thinking that your team. For, I mean, we'll get back to the question of whether this is a good double game week or not in a second. But just because you, you brought up your team, I mean, yeah. I, I think your team is the best argument I've seen for maybe just playing a wild card, honestly. Yeah. And I, it feels a little risky because we don't know what other postponements are going to happen, but you'd still have a free hit to bail you out later. I think we already know which teams are going to have lots and lots of doubles to come, right? It's not like it's yeah. a shocker. I mean, if you brought in someone like Harry Kane, you're going to get plenty of doubles over the next few weeks, right? And they're out of Europe completely now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was last week or the week before where I was kind of dead set against a, a wild card going into 22 because of the exact situation I found myself in. Yeah. Because and with the logic being like, why wild card into a team that could end up looking like the team I have now? Right. But isn't this why you have a wild card to get yourself right. out of this situation? And it's a bit of a gamble, you know, so, so I think what we were hopeful of at the start of this podcast is Omicron is, is we've, is been found out and hopefully mm-hmm. we're, um, we're getting things under control and we'll see fewer and fewer and postponements as we go. And if, if what's going to take, what, what it's going to take, <laughs> no, yeah, knock on wood, yep. what it will take to get me to bail me out and game week 22 is a minus 12 probably do i take the minus 12 now or do i take the minus 12 when i need to capitalize on a double instead of using a wild card later on the season i think 
there there is a there is a chance that you just end up being properly set up or have weeks to plan for a future double game week and the wild card is maybe a little bit overrated i'm just trying to to uh, find the best damage limitation here and i agree because wild card in my situation where i've got eight prominent flags will put me in better stead going into game weeks 23, 24, et cetera. Whereas if I free hit in game week 22, I can come back in game week 23 and I still could potentially still have a number of of, uh, flags and I still have to solve that problem. Do I want a free hit into a wild card? That feels like I'm just depleting all of my powerful chips at that point. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think that free hitting and then wild carding seems right to me. I mean, we are in the, we're into the twenties now. It's not like, it's not like you're wild carding the January first. I mean, I realize it's like the first full game week after that, but I mean, it is a double game week. It's like you're wild carding to it. I mean, anytime you wild card into a double game week, it's not like, it's not like you're just wild carding into some yeah. random, you know, it's like you can maximize it, I think a little bit. And I mean, for one thing, you know, you could set yourself up long-term with two playing goalkeepers, which is something that I don't have, which <laughs> yeah. has caused me endless grief uh, over the course of this season. Um, I mean, with all the AFCON stuff, I, I don't know. I mean, a minus 12 just feels like so much that you might as well just play the wild card now. And maybe you won't need a while on minus 12 later, right? right. Like maybe right. you can just, you know, it sounds like the, the next massive double. I mean, first of all, we're going to have doubles all the time over the next few weeks, right? Like, you know, you can just toss a, you know, a, a Burnley defender on your bench, right? Cause they're going to have so many doubles in the next few weeks. Um, you know, so like the next big one's gonna be game week 36, right? That gives you 13 weeks to think and prepare for that. Like, I don't see that being a situation where we're going to have to take a minus 12, right? Mm-hmm. Just by sheer chance, you're going to end up having a, quite a number of double game week players for that, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think in that in that position, um, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you know, I, I'm not considering just because I think my team looks okay as is. I mean, it's just little things that make it better, right? I've got a, I've got a, I've got De Gea, right, who's got a double. And um, I have Antonio who plays Leeds at home, right? You know, and like Leeds at home is a good enough single game week fixture that it feels like you can just roll with that. I mean, because you were talking earlier about ignoring the um, ignoring the uh, single, the, the good single fixtures at your peril, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. In, a, in, a, in a general week, yeah, I mean, West Ham playing Leeds at home and, uh, and Liverpool playing... Um, uh, Liverpool playing um, Brentford at home are yeah. both fantastic fixtures. The Brentford one, I think, you know, like you might be okay. You could like, I mean, Jota without Mane and Salah, like it's, it's not it, at the very least it's a wild card, right? Like, I mean, Trent, if he's back, I mean, if Trent's out, then like, that's really kind of in, you're in like, what are, you know, maybe you don't need anyone right now territory yeah. because like, I don't know, like without those crosses from Trent and is Robertson finally back? I think he's finally able to play. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's just a tricky, um, I don't know. So what, I mean, what do you think? Like, are you, have I, am I persuading you to, to consider, um, Robertson is back by the way. Wild card is, is probably most likely. It doesn't feel great. Honestly, it feels awful. Um, I just, um, I've, I've, I'm, I'm in a bit of, Got some rotten it, luck here. Is it because it's suboptimal, right? Like, because you're sort of in that like mindset of like, 
the last couple of the last the generally the mindset the last since since you've been able to play your wild card in any month the idea is almost like wait to wild card until game week 35 or something like that no right? no i i don't think it's that i think it's suboptimal because of all of the uncertainty i want right. to be wild carding right. into some level of certainty sure yeah. And to wildcard into a team that very well might not have Mo Salah. Uh, I mean, probably wouldn't, right? I mean, probably, probably, probably wouldn't have him. And you know, there, you know, a lot of people have already transferred Mo Salah out, and it's sort of like, well, what, what's the problem? But I don't want a wildcard into a team that needs um, some, you know, high budget surgery. Yeah. And I, I think it's just like the best teams. I feel like what I, what we haven't been able to focus on this season is through injury. Primarily I'm thinking of Chelsea injury has decimated their really high performing defensive assets. And then Manchester city, I feel like they've just figured out how to annihilate opponents for the rest of the season. I want to be wild carding in a bunch of city players, a bunch of Liverpool players and a bunch of Chelsea players. And we're not at that precise moment just yet. So I'm going to end up wild carding in Spurs assets and uh, probably it's like trying to like, spread it a little thin across West Ham and maybe a and Mason Mount makes his way in, you know? Yeah. Like and, and, yeah. and, you know, it suddenly, you know, you feel like you've, you've played a four week free hit instead of an intentional, uh, reshaping my team for, for, um, for a great run in. So this is my concern. Now I think with, you know, you sit down and actually put together 25 different drafts and actually think hard about what the fixtures look like and potential uh, fixtures to be rescheduled, you can come up with with a workable wild card plan right now. Um, just it's just kind of hurting my head, man. Yeah, I mean, I would say in general, Man City uh, don't hold a lot of appeal to me. Um, I think I, outside of outside of Cancelo, who of course we all have, like I feel like I tried it, didn't work. You know, I spent all December trying to find the right combination, and it's like good luck. You know, it's like, who knows? Like one week it's KDB, one week it's Gundogan, one week it's Bernardo, one week it's Foden, one week it's Jesus, one week it's, you know, Grealish or will be eventually one week it's Mares. Like it's incredibly unreliable and hard to, and like, you know, honestly, you don't never know when, when any of them are going to start. Right. I mean, I guess Bernardo is the most reliable, but he's also the least further, furthest forward a lot of the time, you know? And so it's like, uh, you know, so I would say them, I'm not as excited about, I mean, Chelsea, Again, I mean, they just have this, this, I mean, the Chelsea is an interesting one because on a wild card, I would, it would be, there would be a mild temptation, I think, to get Lukaku, you know, which is okay. like sort of a, on a free hit, I love Lukaku. Why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, the, all the midfield, which has typically been, you know, where we've been focusing on with, with transfers and, and, and the last time I played a free hit for that matter, uh, feels pretty weak. This, this particular game week, the forward line feels a lot better. Right. You've got lots of different options. You've got Ronaldo, you've got Lukaku, you've got the Watford forwards, you've got, I suppose, Chris Wood. I mean, I won't be touching him, but like he is an option that some teams could consider. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got uh, your boy Mape. Right. Like there's a lot of. So, <laughs> Don't I mean, do that to me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot. You know, I, I think the forwards are, are a little more tempting. So I but I guess my, my point is that um, 
I'm not sure. Like, it feels like we've been waiting all season for like the, the big three to all be kind of reliable and, and returning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I guess obviously Liverpool have, but the other two I'd say are a little more hit or miss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, yeah, let, let, let's let's veer back into actual game week twenty two immediate strategy. And Stephen Curtis says, "Is free hit in game week twenty two a viable option?" So uh, we've talked about my situation. You're feeling somewhat content about your team, Josh, but is there a lingering idea of you playing a free hit? And yeah. Oh, who is the manager out there who is in a position where a free hit is a good idea? Yeah. For the record, I'm not feeling content about my team. I mean, I don't like it. I, 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 I'm incredibly annoyed about the sun thing. Um, you know, it's like, I, I think a free hit is, is totally viable. And and to go back to the Jack S thing, if if no good teams or good players actually have a double game week, like there's plenty of good players on Chelsea, Leicester, Man United and Spurs. Right. Let alone Watford. I mean, they're, they're, they're cheap forwards at least. Right. Like, you know, it's Brentford, Brighton, Burnley. Okay. Those three Uh little, little hit or miss those three, but like, are we really going to say that Chelsea don't have any fantasy assets just because they play Man City away in one of those matches? Like I'm not, I'm not totally buying that. And Leicester, if they, if they actually played those matches, we should know if Leicester are playing by, they, they canceled their midweek match several days in advance. Right. So we should know if they're going to play this weekend by, by Friday, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, James Madison, um, and, uh, I mean, Harvey Barnes, right? Like, I mean, there's like a bunch of, you know, Pats and Daka, if he's available, then I think he's in another forward option. We need like nine forward spots this week, Brandon. That's really the, that's really the problem here. Um, <laughs> yeah, among many. Yeah. And, uh, Man United, I mean, like, you know, you could still captain Ronaldo in a double game week. That doesn't seem so horrible to me. And, you know, I mean, like, I mean, we've seen Ronaldo, even when he's bad, he can just, you know, like I, I, I captained him on a free hit in that Norwich match. Right. Like they were kind of, you know, they were typical Man United. They just weren't creating as many chances as you right. expect, expect them to given their, their forward, you know, spots, but, um, he created a goal by himself, right. Sold a foul and, and scored a pen. And so that happening over, over one of these two matches, like mm-hmm. sure. Right. And he's, he's given, been given the captain's armband. So I assume he's going to start both these matches, right. Like a strip of the captain's. Well, it's, it's Ronaldo's team now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else is running yeah. that club for the rest of yeah. the season. Yeah. You know, go with God. Yeah. Spurs. I mean, you talked already about, uh, uh, about Lucas and I think that Kane and, and Reggion as well. And then obviously we talked about Watford too. So, I mean, I see a, like a, and then, you know, okay. Like Tossa. Toss a Brighton defender in there, 
why not? Right. You know, you could toss a Sanchez or, um, or one of their cheap defenders in there. Um, you know, I Burnley, I would stay away from, even though they've got the two home matches, I would just avoid them completely. Burnley um, stink. Burnley do stink. They do. And, and, you know, especially because their, their talismanic midfielder is now Jack um, Cork. Jack Cork. No, um, they're, uh, what's his name? I'm, I'm forgetting that. Cornet is, uh, is, is in Africa. So they, they don't even have their kind of talismanic, hmm. um, goal scorer, right? The Cork, one guy who's actually Cork. played. played I well feel like them. if they, if they married, you call him Corke. Like if they were dating, you call him Corke, Jack Cork and, <laughs> and yeah. Cornet out there. Yeah. And I, th- I think Brentford, I mean, you know, I think you've, you've done the, um, more than almost anyone, Brandon, you've been, you've kept the faith of Ivan Tony. I think even you have now given up on him as a reliable fantasy asset, right? Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> it's like, you're like, I, you're like, I believed in you longer than anybody else. Right. It's like, it hurts you more. You know, it's like, it's like the end of big fish, you know, where you're like, I, I believed you longer than anyone. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Tony really is my big fish. It's true. So if you just if you just take away the bees, right? Brentford, Brighton, Brentford, just knock them mm-hmm, out, right? Mm-hmm. Then that leaves a a double with Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, Spurs, and Watford. And like, don't mm-hmm. tell me you couldn't put together a really fun free hit team uh, with with, the, with those players. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we've got a couple more questions here about managing it, but I think I think we should just get right into the players now. We've been teasing it for for too long here, Brandon. Um, the one that I'm curious about, and this this came up in a couple of different questions, is Bruno Fernandez, would you consider Bruno on a free hit or a wild card? Absolutely. 100% I would because he's good. And, uh, you know, you, you, all you quants out there will say, ah, <laughs> oh, but look at the last few uh, months where mm-hmm. he hasn't. Yeah. Um, but here he is. I, I, when he came, when he was benched for, surely some unjustifiable reason um, as far as Ragnick is concerned. He came on, he hit the crossbar and worked, saw on the free kick in that last second of that Wolves match. I, I, and, and I, I, I'm being so enthusiastic about Bruno in, in the confines of a free hit. Bruno is not somebody who I'd want to make a long-term bet on, but yeah, Bruno is a high upside fantasy asset. He is. It would be nice if he'd played a single good match since Ronaldo had joined the team. Like one, I'm not sure he's played a single match since. Like, is it just like the longest bout of pouting that we've ever seen? Is that what's going on here? Like, that's the only thing you can explain it, right? Like Bruno Fernandez used to be like Mr. Smiles, right? Like, does it? I used to that be guy like, never smiled. Wait, 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 stop! I don't I buy this at all. He's got the big toothy, got big, big giant. He, toothy, he was always smile. he was always angry on the pitch and yelling at his teammates for not being good enough at, at his level. And what's happened is Ronaldo has come in and become that guy. And I mean, at the basic level, uh, whatever system is played or how, whatever Ronaldo has done to the function of the starting 11 players is right. not working for Bruno. Um, or anyone else. (laughs) No, nor anyone else. Yeah. 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 But no, Bruno is not, I don't think he's pouting. I think Bruno is, is, uh, suffering. His play is suffering from the club politics, from the system, from everything. He is such an incredibly good player. And how could you refute that? Given what we've seen from the last two seasons, he is the best player at that club and he, they should build around him but instead they've brought in somebody else. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think Bruno is terrific and I want him to do well. I, I actually don't know if I would consider him. Um, I guess on a free hit, I probably would just because there aren't a lot, a ton of great midfield options right now, but it's just like, I don't know. I have not enjoyed watching him play this season. I mean, I, I, I think that he, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he only smiled off the pitch or smiled when he scored a penalty or whatever. But um, but he really did make everyone around him better, I thought. And it's, sure. I miss that. Ver- maybe that's what I'm missing. It's like less Bruno, like more like his kind of impact yes. on the pitch. And I agree with everyone, that. Everyone, he raised everyone's level. And, and and now it's just they're playing worse and Ronaldo's screaming at everybody. And it's just kind I of agree fun with to that. watch. watch well, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if Ronaldo is even talking. To uh, like at least Bruno would scream yeah. at people. Ronaldo just, just turns his back his on everybody. Yeah, he just turns his back and kind of throws his hands up in disgust or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, Patrick Raggard says, should we be looking at a Kane Ronaldo Lukaku front line? <laughs> Speaking of Ronaldo, should we be looking at a Kane Ronaldo Lukaku front line for free hit teams this week? No. I think Ronaldo and Kane both can make their cases. Um, as upside players, Lukaku. Okay. So this, this kind of runs in tandem with the Bruno argument where, um, where is Lukaku as is, where is Bruno? Well, Bruno is, I just feel like Bruno is the type of player who can, he can rise above or a player as dynamic as Bruno. You're a choked up here, Brandon. You know, no, I'm just, I'm just thing. trying to, I'm trying to formulate, formulate like an actual not BS argument here uh, because I believe this to be true. Like, I feel like Bruno is, is a dynamic enough player where corrections could be made to his system to bring him in. Um, I presume quite, quite simply. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not German. Josh, but yeah, I think I could Mr. figure Ryan it out. Nick. Yep. Yep. Um, but Lukaku, um, as good of a player he is, he's gone absent much like Bruno. I mean, Tuchel is not changing that system. And Lukaku is like f- form is so much more crucial for a player like Lukaku than it is for Bruno. I'm not interested in Lukaku for all of these reasons, whereas Ronaldo and Kane are just penalty incidents away from double-digit fantasy halls. I'm kind of with you. I mean, is is Lukaku really a better pick than um, either Dennis or King? Like, mm-hmm. not in my opinion. Right no. now for, not, not when you consider the six million difference. Sure, yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah, just think about, okay, take away all my, like, totally made-up arguments about Bruno versus Lukaku. Just think about the budget and how you're going to spend it in your team this week. And it just makes no sense to triple up on these three strikers when when I totally agree Josh Kane and uh Kane King and and uh, Dennis are right there as good so I think what's interesting and I, so I think we're on the same page about the forwards um and I think when it comes to let's 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 like build a team here right like you know even even if we um aren't free hitting let's just in like you know like I, I guess well, think of it with free hit in mind, though, because like like build. If I were just if I were free hitting in 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 twenty two, who would I bring? I think it's useful to think about that way, even if you're just using regular transfers or or, or a wild card. Okay, um, I'm I'm pulling up my team right now. I'm going to the transfer page. I'm wiping okay. out all my players, and I'm okay. going to construct this team as we talk through it. I'll I'll oh, see like if this. we if we have got a budget for it or not. Okay, so let's go. You and I are both uh, Dennis men. I know that um, I know the cool kids insist on Josh King because he's on pens and the underlying stats are 
apparently a little bit better. But, um, you know, so we're going to put Dennis in there, Brandon. Punch that button on Emmanuel. It's Dennis. punch. This is the yeah, we'll keep it he's simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple. Stupid. That's the yeah. Emmanuel Dennis pick. Yeah. If it comes out that he's still carrying this injury, then then slot King in there instead. Right. No um, so um, and then let's, let's put Kane and Ronaldo in there. Yeah, I think that's right. So Ronaldo, bam, he's in. Add player. Mm-hmm. I got to scroll down a fair way. <laughs> There's Lukaku and Kane. Tottenham with know. a T. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We've got our front line. <laughs> Dennis, Ronaldo, Kane. Let's go to the midfield. Who's up first? All right. The midfield. I think this is where things do get a little bit trickier. I, yeah. I think that um, let's assume for the moment that that Lester are playing. Okay. Okay. Seems likely it's a week from now. I, I don't even really know what COVID issues they actually have in the team. It feels like they're mostly injury and and uh, Afcon related, but still, mm-hmm. let's, let's let's assume that they're they're able to field field a squad. In that case, I think that uh, James Madison, yeah. James and, Madison at six point nine. What a delightfully chav price tag for for James Madison. Great. Under seven, I think uh, you're looking at a pretty good price given given their given their fixtures. So. So we got we'll put Madison in there and let's put um what do you think about a, a cheeky Trossard pick, Brandon? Sure. That's I mean, fine. Playing pretty well, far forward. Let's cheeky. let's see how it looks. Let's see yeah, how it 6. looks. 6.1 million, I think. Okay, so Brighton and then I feel like midfield more than any other place in our teams, we need to talk about players who don't have doubles. You know, we're talking about Bowen v Leeds. Yep. We're talking yep. about Jota v Brentford. That's a good point. Jota in two versus, um, I don't know, like Telemans or Jota in one versus Telemans in two. I guess I'm going to take Jota in yeah. one. Yeah, right? you know you are. Yeah. <laughs> you can act like you're not, but you are. So, okay. okay so we got yeah. Matto, Trossard, and Jota. Where are we with Bowen here? Let's throw Bruno in. Bruno's Bruno in yeah, over, in two that's over Bowen up. in one. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. All right, so now we got Bruno in there, and now we probably need some cheapy. So why don't you keep Josh Brownhill in there? Okay, I don't even have to sell him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to keep all the money that I've lost by owning Josh Brownhill since he was four point five. That's fantastic. So now you got your eight players, right? And uh, how much money do you have left? I have thirty four million pounds left to play with. That might remove. De Gea then as a, as the keeper option. So why don't you, why, why, I think we should go with Sanchez. Though, Bob right? Sanchez for yeah. sure. I'm into yep. it. Yep. Okay. And then let's do, um, let's just do Sanchez's backup too. You know, I don't want to get, let's, let's not get too complicated here, you know, but I want to, I want to fill out this team, Brandon, with, with money. <laughs> We've got to keep this moving. we got to keep this podcast yeah. moving. Okay. So Sanchez and then, uh, steel. Yeah. Blue steel. steel. Yep. Here we go. There we go. Okay. All right, so now we're we're building the defense, and I think this is mm-hmm. where things do get do get a little tricky. Um, I think that uh, Marcus Alonso. Well, first of all, I think that you should keep. Um, I, I would I would probably just keep. Um, uh, uh, sorry, Alexander. Uh, keep Arnold? Con- yeah, I would Kinsella? I would keep Trent, and I would keep Cancelo. Actually, I think I'd keep both of them. Honestly. Okay, so now we're down to ten point eight million. So that's not possible. Okay. We got to get well, rid of one uh, of these guys. All right, why don't you drop. Trent. Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> a little yeah, free up got... some more money. No Trent for yeah. one week. Yeah. All right. So drop Trent. Let's bring in Marcus Alonzo. That's that's what's up. Yep. Yeah. Alonzo yep, in. 
All right. And now we've got uh, three defenders left and 13 million to spare. So we're going to have to be very prudent. Do we want to double up on the Brighton defense here? Yeah. I mean, I think you can at least toss one in the one in a bench spot there. Maybe, you know, you could throw. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Dunk is injured right now. So that we've does, got that Dan Byrne at 4.4 or Duffy at yeah, 4.1. Let's go Dan Byrne. That seems the safest. Dan Byrne definitely mm-hmm. start both those matches, assuming no okay. COVID. Oh, shoot. We have too many players from Brighton because you insisted on having uh, Jason Steele as our backup goalkeeper. <laughs> okay. All right. Drop him for someone else then. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to him. Let's see. If all I right. go to goalkeepers and I say, who's the cheapest conceivable goalkeeper? There's got to be somebody at 3.9. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. McGovern. Yeah. Okay, surely Brighton will play one of those two matches, you know? Famous yes. last words, but let's assume. Okay, so now we've got 8.7 to divvy up between two final defenders. I feel like Bruno is really. Uh, actually, I he think. Throws Jane, things off. It's, it's useful to do this experience, experiment just to see, right? Just to see how it all uh, fills out. No, I, let, let's keep it, though. That's that, these, okay, are, these are basically okay. bench spots anyway. So let's throw. Um, I suppose you could throw Charlie Taylor in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's no, fair. It's like 4.4 4 million. All right, Charlie Taylor, you're in. And we've got one more spot to fill at 4.3. Oh, God, we didn't even do Reggie on yet, did we? No, we've got it. And no Lucas Mora? Okay, I feel like I want to make a vote for <laughs> Mora over Trossard. Okay, all right, let's go Mora over Trossard. I, I can accept that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're bringing you know what? up the. It's it's a useful experiment because you realize that Bruno might screw this up too much. Yeah, yeah, for him yeah, to yeah. stay. Not not to mention the fact we've got Jane and Ronaldo up front. Okay. <laughs> right. Maybe, so maybe like, that's a problem. Maybe 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 thirty five million across three players. Is, is too I mean, much. Lucas Mora basically costs the same as 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 Trossard. So uh, we're still we're still in business here. Okay. I mean, I think okay. even like James Madison downgraded to. Um, Jared Bowen would give no, us enough. No, I'm keep, Madison to me okay. is like I'm actually the move that I'm really strongly considering yeah, this we week go. would be yeah. would be Salah to Madison and Watkins to, to Ronaldo. Those are like the, in okay. my opinion, like the simplest. That okay. would be the simplest minus four I could take this week. Would just okay. be just like just do those two. Simple like a nut, like a nut. Simple, I don't know. yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so we have yeah, so we we have like one spot left. Once one I'm defender, and we have three point nine in the bank. Well, I'm this sure is can... your third defender. This is this is the beauty of a free hit, right? So let's go to. You want Mankio? Samikas? Samikas is at three point seven. Oh, that's great! Yeah, great. Yeah, grab Samikas. Maybe Robertson will get injured in the warm up or something. Okay, so here here is the squad. We've got goalkeeper okay. rotation here, and then the emphasis on rotation is Robert yep. Sanchez and some guy from Norwich called Michael McGovern. Welcome to the okay. team. In the yep. defense, we've got uh, Marcus Alonso, Dan Byrne, Charlie Taylor, Jao Cancelo, and Samikas. Across okay. the midfield, yep. we've got okay. Brownhill, Lucas Mora, Jota, Bruno Fernandez, and James Madison. And up front, that is Emmanuel Dennis, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, not to be confused with Fat Ronaldo, and also Harry Kane. Hmm. It's a pretty good team. It's a pretty good team. I don't think that... It's not bad. I, I wonder what the team looks like because we still don't have Reggie on in the back, right? That's right. Yeah, we've got no yeah. Spurs defensive coverage. Yeah. Could we? We've got point two in the bank. I, I'm, I'm thinking about even Hugo Lloris in goal 
or we go, or because we we've got Sanchez and goal. Dan Burn. I think what I would end up doing Cancelo to Reggion. See, I don't like that. I mean, I I think I would just keep Cancelo, but I think what I would end up doing is I'm not enamored with the midfield, so I think I would consider a four three three. And I would. Do, I think it's Cancelo to Reggion yeah. because you know, City have got Chelsea. It's going to be a weird game, but I'm with you. Finish your thought. Yeah, you're really that's that's really when the free hit versus wild card debate becomes yeah, right. important, right? Because no one's yeah. dropping Cancelo in a long term no. way. No. Uh, but yeah, for the sake of a free hit, I think that it's. I mean, Chelsea could certainly score. I mean, it's not like I, I wouldn't expect Cancelo to get like an 18 pointer in that match, right? And so mm-hmm. if if dropping him frees up enough cash to, to make some other moves, then then I guess I'm okay with it. Because um, I do like Reggian for the double. I mean, he just like. I mean, I know he had that one match where he had a yellow card and got subbed at halftime, but in general, I think he's played um, fantastic. And um, it's kind of shocking to me that he hasn't had like a big match, kind of similar to the one that Cancelo had at Newcastle a couple weeks ago, right? Where he had the, uh-huh. you know, it was like a goal assist clean sheet. Like, I just think that Cancelo's got, I mean, uh, Reggian's got like a really big match in him sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd love to see it. I mean, he's got at least one, according to the Southampton fixture, he's got one, one half. In him. Um, you know, Brendan, looking at your team again, I mean, if you if you think about Watkins as someone who could come back, there's at least a, I've heard there's a glimmer of a possibility that that Villa could have a mm-hmm. could have a double in 23. Sure. Sun could be back. I mean, given that there's a gap between game weeks 22 and 23, I mean, given that we're still a couple weeks away, that is. Um, yeah. Sun could be back. Salah, very, very outside chance he could be back already. Trent could be back. Lieberman, we might have some more information. I don't know. I mean, like, I almost wonder if maybe a free hit would would be okay sure. in your case. You know, it might it might make things a little yeah. bit simpler. It might it might save you some grief. And um, and I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I think like now that we've sort of talked it through, and you could basically like you just built a team that looks pretty good, but not not a team you necessarily want for the next ten yeah. weeks. Um, I think maybe a free hit is the way to go. I do find it odd where I'm in a situation with my team where the only thing that doesn't make sense is uh, just using a free transfer. <laughs> and yeah, like I, yeah. I, I am in a situation where I have to play a chip. It's a, just a matter of which one. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I, I hope that this exercise also dispels the notion that there is no team one could field uh, that is not compelling with the free hit. I think that it, you very much could. Field yeah, anything, a, a free hit team that it's going to beat the field by 15, 20 points. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if anything, we were, um, we had to, we didn't have enough spots for people mm-hmm. that we kind of wanted to have. Right. I mean, you know, my boy Trossard couldn't, couldn't make that team. You know, that's how good that team was, Brandon, that, that Leandro Trossard, one of the great. Oh shit. Yeah. I just burned 44 points on my team. No, I actually didn't. I'm joking. I didn't do that. <laughs> you sounded very serious. I, I, I really, did you think you did for a second no. there? No, no, no. Okay. I thought that would be fun, fun for the listeners. Wow. Well, it was like, my, my heart stopped for a second. Um, all right. Well, that is, um, so that's where we are. I mean, I think, you know, it's, uh, as far as captaincy goes, if we want to just kind of round things out here a little bit, the players, yeah. I think, um, Ronaldo, kind of depends on which players you bring in, what strategy you pursue. I mean, I, I know that's like a boring answer, but it really does vary a little bit. I think, you know, if Ronaldo plays, looks okay in tomorrow's FA Cup match, I think bringing him in seems like the obvious move for almost anybody, no matter your situation, just because it's so easy for him to get points. 
Um, and uh, I, I mean, can't you know, see just, a world in which he plays in that FA Cup match, right? If he needs a rest and. Well, they haven't played in a week. I I, be, I think he'll start tomorrow. Actually, yeah, I think, think he so. will. Okay. I mean, they, they haven't played since that Wolves match last last week. So I think I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Um, uh, they I, I feel like they still need like reps though under Ragnick. So maybe they yeah. you know um, sure working know, out they, the system and all that. What whatever the system that might be doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think barring injury or any more crazy news, I think Ronaldo feels like the best captain pick. And I think Kane has a reasonable argument as a kind of, I mean, Kane is going to have to be the guy, right? He's mm-hmm. going to have to be super central. He's going to, I actually think that you could make an argument for, we, we, I think we actually did this, talked about this a little bit last week's pop, but you can make an argument for, um, for Kane over Ronaldo for that spot, just because Ronaldo mm-hmm. has been so disappointing. I think with Ronaldo, you get into the effective ownership stuff where it just like, they're probably equally good, but if Ronaldo does well and you don't have him, that could hurt you a little. I mean, I don't know. It kind of depends. I mean, like maybe that's like the, the wrong way to think about it. I think sometimes we get a little caught up in the effective ownership thing and it kind of like if Kane does well and Ronaldo does well, then it's like a wash. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like a, from like a risk management perspective, I wonder if having Ronaldo is just a little bit safer. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, but it is to me a coin toss. Like we we were very much ready to captain Son coming into this game week before his injury. I know. Now it becomes a weird coin toss between Kane and Ronaldo, and I think it's just going to come down a little bit to gut feel and how it all how how it all lands. Yeah, I mean, Kane did score this weekend. Kane seems more fun. If if we're in like the look at the like sure. l- yeah, look yeah, at the game yeah. week in front of you I'm and just you. W- and worry about the future in the future, I think Kane is a little more fun. The the thing that makes Ronaldo a little more fun, I suppose, is it's fun to have the player. Now, honestly, they only play forty five minutes apart, thirty minutes apart. It's fun to have the player playing in the last match of a game week. Like that's mm-hmm. always that's always entertaining. And and Brentford Man United is the final match mm-hmm. of game week twenty two, so. You know, if that kind of thing is a is something you think about, then that might be um, a factor. Uh-huh. I'll admit I think about it more than I should. Um, so that is that is a consideration, I suppose. Okay, so I think we've we've got a good view of game week twenty two now. Now the whole goal is for there to be no more breaking news between now and the Friday deadline. Fingers crossed. That would be great. Let's hope so. Um, all right. Well, let's let's end the podcast there. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening and. Uh, a special shout out to our producer patrons. Brendan, do you want to thank our producers? Yeah, big thanks to Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the Big Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husbeek, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostel, Anton Markov at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton. Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue No Stew, Mikey Wong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Morjoria, Rom Frosk, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazaros Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Paxoy, Martin Osbeth, Lee Hickman, Valger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, and FPL Pessimist. Rate, review, and subscribe to Always Cheating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, at Hell Cheaters. Josh, my dad asked me over the holidays, son, 
uh, on which social media platform are you most active? <laughs> really? uh, it's never a question him. you want to, yeah, you don't want your yeah. parents to know where you're, where you're most yeah. active, but uh, dad, if you're listening, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, Instagram at hell cheaters, uh, email us hell cheaters at gmail.com or visit our website at alwayscheating.com for this information and more. Uh, Josh, I wish you and all of our listeners good luck in the upcoming double. I wish you good luck too. And uh, just one final reminder that we will be doing a Patreon podcast on Wednesday evening. So hopefully we'll have any big, important breaking news. We'll also know what happened in the Game Week 21 fixture so we can do a proper wrap-up then as well. So if you want to join the pod, support us that way. Go to patreon.com. So it's always cheating. Thank you again, Brent Altec, on what you said. Thank you, thank you so much, everybody. Good luck this weekend. And um, yeah, let's hope for some normalcy over the next couple of weeks. Here, here. Bye. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.